You know what this means? In a world of nothing, of barren hills and cracked earth, and once proud oceans drained to sand, there will still be a monument to our existence, bleached by the sun perhaps, and blunted by time, but everlasting. Because this man represents all that is eternal in the human experience. The courage to stand for a nation when all others fail or turn away. The strength to recognize the value of freedom and to accept its cost no matter how great. Through the curtain of the aurora, a comet blazes to herald his arrival. And his victories shall be transcribed into every language known to history, including Klingon. Number one eater in the world, I give you America itself. TC and Jake. Welcome to your exclusive home of Jake's post-game Cowboys thoughts. That's right. You can't hear him anywhere else, folks. It's a big victory for the boys. We're breaking it down over the next three hours. <laughs> I'm pretty hyped, dude. I'm not going to lie. You should be, dude. It's a big deal for me. Fucking sent Brady back on his shield, dude. That's right. That's exactly right. That's the stakes. You know, if you can only win one game against him in his entire career, that was a good one to get. That's that's a really good point. <laughs> it's the number one one you want. Call your son. That's right. Maybe he can help you out of this, you little bitch. You uh, old bitch. You old bitch. So I had a weird moment last night, and uh, I think I'm going to be very excited to tell you these tales for the next month. Okay. Uh, Night Nurse started last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Night Nurse. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of like Nightman. It is kind of like Nightman. Um, and I don't this table a little closer. You I, tell your story. I'll I scoot. don't know that these are like going to be great for the air because while it's pretty unlikely that she would ever find out that I'm telling tales, it's way less likely if it's not. Yeah, a, uh, she's probably got some kind of uncle that listens to that. Right. But not this. Not no this. one listens to this. Not a single person. That's, our, say that's our hidden secret weapon, our big we advantage. Want. That's right. So uh, I got home last night. It was probably like 1250. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if I have the Thursday night, the Sunday night, or the Monday night game, a little caffeined up, mm -hmm. it's tough to go right to bed. I can't do it regardless. If I, yeah. I have to be at home for like three hours before I can go to bed. Very difficult. Yeah. So sometimes I would uh, maybe sit out in the living room, put on something funny, watch a stand-up special that I've seen a million times. You asking which one she wants? Millionth and one time. What do you What do you want to yeah, pop your taste? on? You seen any movies lately? Create a profile. Maybe have a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, let the sleep meds kick in a little bit. And then maybe like an hour later go to bed. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad we did this, but there's certainly going to be some level of adjustment period. At least you don't got Mavs post game. That's true. Think about that. Oh yeah, that was it would ruin things. Disaster. So I walk in, and she's I don't I don't know how this is gonna go. Like I didn't want to ask questions that sometimes like there's questions that you think you're like I kind of want to ask about this, but is this too obvious to ask? Right? Mm -hmm. Like where do you just stay? 
Yeah. During the night. Like, Can you sit you, in your car? Do you just sleep in his room? Uh-huh. Do you nod off and wake up when he wakes up? I don't know. Well, it turns out the answer was uh, in the living room. And she, she sleeps? Well, I mean, she wasn't sleeping, but I assume she just waits to see when he wakes up. Yeah. And then feeds him, possibly changes him, puts him back down. So I walk in and I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even really think about this. Like the living room is kind of off limits now. Mm -hmm. And I have a nice house, but I don't have like a big house. And also the uh, the bedroom's off limits. And really every room in the house exactly. is off limits. Is off limits. Exactly. So she's uh, sitting on the couch, snuggled up, which I don't know why that bothered me, but it kind of did. It bothered you? Blanket? Yeah, dude, she's a night nurse. I guess. I just don't know the terms. I don't know I'd, the, the I terms would definitely bring my own blanket. I mean, I could kind of go either way of like uh, not sleeping at all. Like, does she have another job? I think so. Oh, just a little. Well, then shit, dude. I need to be a night nurse. It seems like it pays pretty well. I could, I could really get out of some jams if I was a night nurse. You might look into it. Yeah, I need to figure out something. So I walk in and I'm like, oh, okay, well, my little chill here in the living room for an hour is not happening, which is fine because he did wake up in the middle of the night and she did handle that. But I walked in and uh, this is really weird. Kristen's probably going to be mad when she hears this. <laughs> I walked in and she goes, hey, how was work? I was like, I don't know, like normal you do you hit her with normal? It's nobody one of the really best even days in Cowboys history. Yeah, but like nobody really normal? even like asks me that anymore. Yeah, and I was like, I don't That's know, it's just like work or whatever. And then as I was like kind of walking through, it's kind of like this weird unspoken silence, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to bed. And I swear to God, TC, uh, TC, she goes, well, sleep tight, tight, tight. Yeah, and I was like, sweet dreams. Uh, okay. It's weird to be telling a stranger who's in your house, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. I don't know why I felt the need to say that. And I also don't know why she felt the need to respond to sleep tight. I mean, there's no way, there's just no good response. No. Like, it's, I, I mean, I, I know no. you, I know that what you wanted was for her to remain fully silent. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But most, most people, whenever hit with, I'm going to bed, they, most people are expecting a response there. She's got to hit you. Got to give something. I guess, yeah. And I <coughs> I did uh, have the ability to sleep in a little bit this morning. I hate telling people I'm about to go to sleep. I don't even know why I did it. But like in I- In any circumstance. Like I'll often find myself like uh, texting, you know, and yeah. like I, I need to end this conversation. Like, you know, and, but I, I never say like, well, I'm about to go to bed because it just it feels weird. Yeah. I, I won't do it. So like I woke up and- that's I my business. Kind of like went in and rubbed my eyes and like splashed some water on my face. And I was like, hey, uh, she told me to sleep tight last night. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was kind of a, it was a <laughs> Later weird in the day is a very intimate had. time. It's not a place for strangers. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's going to be there every night now. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, for like a month. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan. Yeah. But it was pretty great, though. I mean, he did you're not wake be up. able to go back, though, dude. He did wake up, and when that month comes, and you're like, "Well, I could save some money and destroy my life. Maybe I'll do that." I mean, I think he'll be back. I, I think he'll so. be back, dude. Check this out. 
I have a couple pictures to show you. I just want you to react to this. This is from the morning of the surgery. Okay. This is last night. Is that not like jarring to you? Yeah, I think. I mean, well, he's got less hair now. He does have less hair, but like. That's the big thing that sticks out. We just look at the back of his head and we're like, they actually cut the back half of his head off. Do it again. Can I just. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because I got got another one. I got another one to show you as well. That one's for later. Yeah. Wow. That's a a lot of head gone. Like the more you look at it, you're like, how did they do this? Also, just, I mean, maybe it's because the hair, but all, like, I, I just don't know anything about the procedure, but he doesn't appear to have any large disfiguring scars on his head in the second photo. That's right. Which is a little bit of a surprise to me. That's right. Very strange. And then my other photo for you is just uh, take all this in. I saw this on the way to your house today. That's nice. What's this top one? Well, I don't really know, but... What the bottom you, one is is something else. Yeah, what you see on the bottom one there is a uh, sort of like a handicap sign, like for a handicapped bathroom, except the gentleman the, in the handicapped, uh, the wheelchair, is being ridden by a female. He's getting a lap dance in the, or in the wheelchair. Yeah, you know, I guess either. But what's curious about it is that the license plate is not a handicap license plate. Uh, sometimes they'll just use the hang tag. Okay. I didn't I see know. one. Yeah, I, it seems like I don't if you're know. putting the sticker up, you're more of a you're committed. Yeah, like you're probably a long term handicap person, which makes me believe that this is an able bodied person this who is just into supporting. disabled yeah. sex. Yeah. Well, maybe it's the lady. Maybe she's the lady in that sticker. It might be. Yeah. Could be a chick driving around the car hoping to fucking fuck a handicap. Also, cowboy fan. Well, I yeah. hope so. See yeah. there, a little cowboy sticker. I mean, yeah, with how they're doing though. How could you not support them? So anyways. Um, I was recently reminded of uh, that guy that flew his uh, personal plane into the Austin IRS offices. And I, I thought that was a bet you forgot about this guy, non-NFL division. Definitely a bet you forgot about this guy. Yeah. He flew around for a long time, didn't he? No, I think it, well, if, well, the first thing he did was uh, set his house on fire. Okay. Which, that's a fun move. Was anybody in it? No. Okay. Even I think he fun. lived alone. Yeah, yeah, not fun if you, you kill other people. He Definitely did, not. did kill one other person, although based on the fact it was just one, it had to be he got there pretty early. So that would make me say, no, he did not fly around for a while. Who died? Someone in the building. Okay. There was one person in the IRS office. Was it like a tax thing? Oh like, yeah. Did he, so he just yeah had... he owed a lot of money. In okay. Taxes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, he wrote a manifesto. Have you read it? Of course you have. No, nah, no, nah, I didn't read it. Okay. Just, if your sole thing is I owe a lot of taxes and I wish I didn't, <laughs> it's not a very interesting worldview. I don't need to read someone else saying that to know it. I can just live it in my own life. Fair. But you're not. But you don't know how to fly a plane. <laughs> I don't know how to fly a plane. That's true. That's true. My only other note for you today. Um, so today is actually the death day of Chang and Ang Bunker. This is an annual Why Today Doesn't Suck tradition. I got nothing for you. Uh, they're the conjoined twins. They were okay. like, uh, I don't know, 
I don't even know how this ends up on uh, on so white like a crybaby lane scenario. It, yes, that's true. But I know do. how it ends up. Dan has one CD that he's been using of like some. It, it's a super internet in two thousands CD that just like lists things. Yeah, and this got on the CD. So here we are. Yeah, and but but it does seem like everybody who is from the generation prior to me was like like they grew up with the same CD. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's all one thing. It right? seems like everybody knows these guys. Um, but so this is a wild, <laughs> a wild development on their Wikipedia page. Uh, so they were born in May. Of, Do they have a controversy section of the conjoined twins? Hold that thought. <laughs> May of 1811, they died on January 17th, 1874. <laughs> 1811, who cares? Uh, wh what, just <sighs> now you're sick? No, I'm again, fine. no, I'm fine. Okay, so no, uh, I've been drinking. But here's the crazy part about it, though. Uh, so they made a lot of money in what is, you know, in the 1800s, freak shows were quite popular. You're aware of this. In some ways, a freer time. Yeah. I just I they my, made a lot of money and owned slaves. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> Imagine being the slave of a conjoined twin. That's what I was going to say. It's one of the worst kinds of slave. Like, you're telling me? You're like, well, God has frowned upon this person. Clearly, you can't fucking leave your brother. But at least I'm Andrew Jackson's slave. Yeah. Ugh. They owned slaves. I'm not all right with that. Where, where are they from? Uh, they were born in, I want to say Thailand. Or at least what you know okay land occupied thailand at the time burma now, is it burma i don't think so it's not burma it might be burma dude uh no i don't believe it is but anyways uh no, they, that is just myanmar right. yeah they uh they both what's married the, what's the old name it was good though thailand had a fun old name siam yeah that sounds right siam, siam is what i'm saying here. yeah siam, siam. Yeah. so it's uh, like siamese so that's how you Siam. Got it. Uh, so they actually um, both got married. Mm -hmm. And they would... Uh, Is this why it's called Siamese Twins? Yeah. Because just those guys were fucking known? I believe so. Huh. They didn't... In the previous thousands of years of human history, we hadn't encountered this? No. You could still lay claim to this in 1811? Yeah. That's surprising. It's 200 years old. So anyways, uh, they both married, they had separate residences, and they would go three-day stints at each place. They fathered together 21 children, and again, had slaves. Yeah. Uh, where, where do they, are they living in Thailand for the slaves? No, North Carolina. North Carolina? Yeah. How'd they get to North Carolina? Uh, that's where they did, mo they did most of their touring in America. Yeah, yeah, okay. They just like, if we could get to the big, see, I always think of us as like really ascending in the uh, World War One to World War Two period, but this tells me that we were a pretty big deal before that. We were the big stage in the 19th century? I mean, you know, they didn't get to England. 
England would have told you they were a bigger deal than us. In uh, after leaving the United States, they toured major cities in the British Isles. And by the okay. time they returned to, New, uh, returned to New York in March of 1831, the Twins had gained some skill in English reading, writing, and speaking. Okay. And then newspapers started covering them. And then they said, hey, we love North Carolina. We should buy slaves. Well, you know, I mean, if you're going to be, if you're rich in North Carolina during that time. You're buying slaves. Yeah, certainly the milieu of North Carolina, but uh, when did when did Britain ban slaves? I think it might have been by 1811. Yeah, I, I know they were ahead of. Okay, 1833. So ahead of us, but just I'm wrong. a smidge. But they're you said they were born in 1811. Born so in 1811. By the time this is happening, Britain has you know the, I mean you know they're probably in their 30s by the time they're touring or whatever. 20, I think uh, I think Britain kids. had probably already banned slaves by the time they bought their slaves. They probably should've, so. They should have known better. Probably so. Yeah. Anyways, I just thought that was a, a very odd note to find that. Yeah, I'm surprised. The two most famous conjoined twins of all time actually owned people. I just think that the decline of freak shows is a real uh, cost to the freaks. Who's being hurt? Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's if, a good point. If I could still give them money to just gaze at them a little bit. <laughs> gaze at them. That's a win-win. Yeah. Who? I just care about them, dude. I want to I want to line their pockets. We still have strip clubs. And that's okay. It's not the same thing. Well, no, but it is like a, a gaze-based. It is gaze-based, yeah. Financial exchange. There's still some gaze-related markets going. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Sure. I mean, all sporting events, essentially. There you go. Yeah. There you no, go. No, I, I think that they should just have these guys like stand there at halftimes of NBA shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're long since deceased, just but... Just get a chance to look at them. Uh, you I know. Mean, you know what I mean. I just mean any kind of, you know... Look, TLC is in the market. Bearded Lady, etc. Abby and Brittany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Incredible Alligator Man. Never heard of it. Uh, it's, I would assume that it is a general freak show thing, but it's there's an X-Files episode about freak shows. Okay. Uh, and it's got the Alligator Man in it. Um, I recently was researching the case of Michael Rockefeller. Are you familiar at all with Michael Rockefeller? Not at all. Obviously, you're familiar with the name. Sure. His uh, dad? Yeah, it had to be. His dad. John D. Was not. He was uh, John D.'s grandson. Okay. And uh, he was the governor of New York. So even John D.'s grandson still gets to be governor of New York. And Michael's in his 20s. His dad has been teaching him about the family's love of art his entire life, but also been impressing upon him the importance of succeeding in business. So Michael feels conflicted. And he's gone to Harvard. He's just graduated. He's trying to sort all this out, figure out the way he's going to work his love of art into the family expectations. Hooks up with a guy who's making a documentary called Hidden Birds. <laughs> uh, I think that's what it's called. Who uh, was just looking at uh, the people of uh, Papua New Guinea, a certain area of Papua New Guinea. You know where Papua New Guinea is? I didn't until I got in trouble for not knowing where it was. And now from then on, I'll never think it's in South America again. 
Uh, I guess I don't then. It's uh, just north of Australia. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I went to college with a guy who grew up in Papua New Guinea because his dad lived among the tribes so that he could give them a written language in order for them to be able to read the Bible. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty tight. That is. That's a long way to go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like if you just like, I'd like to tell you about the Bible and they're like, no written words, brother. Like you're like, all right, I guess we got to start. Start we'll come start. up with something we'll start at the start yeah <laughs> you tell me what this means to you we'll uh we'll, we'll work out some symbols for it you can disseminate this amongst yourselves and then we can start reading the bible together so yeah that took like a decade so he just lived in papua new guinea for a decade it was pretty cool and he was a great guy uh you know it's one of those things that, like you know plenty of people in college you just drift apart i would love to hang out with him today i don't think he lives anywhere near here but uh, he was a cool guy, but the one time that he, uh, that I seemed to really, uh, invoke some negative emotions in him, he was so chill most of the time when I was like, what is that? Like South America? He looked at me like he'd been shot. He was, mm. he was hurt. <laughs> I, you were thinking so of flippantly. Guiana? Must yeah. be. Yeah. 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 Because, uh, Jim Jones. I knew Guinea pigs were South America. So whenever I heard Guinea. And of course I only learned what a Guinea pig is uh really within the last like 18 months of this podcast <laughs> yeah yeah not a pig <clears throat> not a pig at all and cool animals i recommend them as pets i liked having one um and so uh michael is hanging out with this documentary maker he's hanging out in papua new guinea uh michael makes his own expedition so the rockefellers at this time were in a big thing about uh like uh i forget what they call it like primitive art natural art something where they're they're presenting like artifacts and stuff and like presenting stuff from uh hypothetically less advanced cultures but they did go out of their way to present it differently like it it wasn't like the british museum where they've like got a diorama of a guy like killing a saber-toothed tiger and being like look at these old weirdos they were kind of like this is a beautiful spear we're just going to present it the way we would any other art. It's just going to be in like a glass case, you know, with just the spear. And you can just like see how like the craftsmanship. Sure. And these uh, particular people in Papua New Guinea were exceptional at making things like that. Like they had very advanced art that despite the fact that they were like a, you know, Stone Age civilization, they had no relationship to the outside world. They were, you know, like it, it just... All the, you know, like whites had showed up like a decade ago. And when they did, they were like, what the fuck is this? You know, and like just, you know, no concept. Like, uh, one of the, I'll, I'll just get into it. One of the big things that uh, influences what's going on here is, uh, the tribes in general just did a lot of killing each other. Like, they're, the, it was, it was like a big part of their culture. And like it, it went to like their religious understanding that like to put to rest the spirits of the deceased that they had to like participate in these conflicts back and forth or else like your people were just going to be wandering around like fucking up your life as ghosts. Uh, so, you know, they they got into like a big conflict, like a hundred, you know, they killed like a hundred of each other, like in these these two villages and the uh it was dutch new guinea there's the dutch anytime like the british are very 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 bad 
But like anytime it's the people on the world stage that are really trying to prove themselves, they're also very, very bad. I mean, I think pretty much all colonists are bad is the really the thing I'd like to impart to you. Um, and so uh, they, uh, the like Dutch guy shows up. He's like, I understand you guys had a big war. Can't be doing that anymore. Cannot be doing that anymore. And they don't know how to receive this. So, like, they show up with, uh, like, half the tribe is, like, in a warlike stance. The other half is, like, all right, we're listening. Go ahead. Um, and just to kind of, like, let them know, like, you know, we're not just going to be rolled over on here. Um, and it kind of pops off a little bit. I think it was, like, five guys got shot. And, okay. like, you know, this is the first time this tribe is, uh, like, experiencing guns, you know? Um, and the the Dutch guy who's doing the shooting he's like well now they know that the dutch government means business and the author of the article in the smithsonian that i'm reading is like no they don't know what the dutch government is they have no concept right somewhere else there's something called the netherlands and it has a king like the kind like the to, the like, concept of government yeah the head of a society that like they what is it like a really big village <laughs> like, right right <laughs> you know um but yeah so they uh they do that they uh they they shoot these guys and about four months later michael rockefeller is uh going around in a catamaran trying to uh you know explore and catamaran flips over he uh falls out or he holds onto the side of the catamaran with one of the other dudes who'd been in the catamaran and uh, is they begin to be worried that they're being washed out to sea, that they're not being nudged back towards the coast. So he takes two uh, jerry cans and ties them to himself uh, and just starts to paddle back to shore. Um, and that's the last he's ever seen from. And, you know, as you might imagine, it's the fucking Rockefellers. So they don't take this lightly. Like they, they set up camp in new guinea for like a week and they're you know using official american channels to pressure the dutch government to you know like take all this seriously and say they do this whole big thing of you know like we got to find him um and until i guess the publishing of this article that i've been reading uh which i don't know when exactly that was the publishing of this article but i mean it's within the last couple of years um they uh the article, like, it's kind of like the thing with uh, Dog Hammarskjöld, where, like, the people in the area, this was never one of life's great mysteries. Like, they all know. Like, the villagers were like, yeah, yeah that, that thing happened. Uh, but to the outside world, it was trying to, you know, like, the UN never knew, <laughs> you know, like, what happened to Dog Hammarskjöld. Uh, and the, the Rockefellers never knew what happened to Michael Rockefeller. But this guy goes and talks to uh, the people in the tribe. Like, he's just hanging out. He tells him he's just, like, doing an, art, an article about New Guinea. He doesn't say the words Michael Rockefeller. And at some point, uh, one of the guys is like, well, yeah, we don't want another one of those things like, you know, that fucking Michael Rockefeller situation. And he's like, explain more about that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah, he uh, he washed up. Like, the the uh, there was, like, a, a boat of uh, villagers that see him. They're kind of discussing amongst each other as they're getting towards him. And they're like, man, that white shot us the other day. Let's fucking kill this guy. And one of the big things that they had always said about like why it's a big mystery is 
they had never killed a white before that. Like, it's not like the tribes were hostile towards whites, like, just in general. Right, like, as a matter of course. Yeah, it's not like they, like, went on a crazy rampage after that. Like, I, I think, you know, as far as anyone knows, they just, that's separate. You know, like, they have these battles with each other, but, like, whatever the fuck. It's not like they just love killing just to kill, you know? They're fucking human. Uh, and so, uh, you know, but in this situation where they're like, yo, this guy killed my fucking friend uh, uh, like two months ago and this guy's probably one of them. Like, that's not like they can fucking distinguish between Dutch and American. Uh, and so, that yeah, they, they, they kill him. They, and like, because, you know, the killing of humans is a part of their culture, uh, they're like, they're, whenever you've heard about like shrunken heads, that's them. They right. do that shit. So they fucking shrink his head. They uh, they like mm. use his bones for like fish hooks and shit. Mm. Uh, and like you know they they they've got a whole you know there's they can tell you what happened to Michael Rockefeller, but uh, it's just nuts because he's Michael fucking Rockefeller, and uh, you'd think that if you're one of the richest people on earth, that you wouldn't. I mean, maybe you would, you know, it's honestly of all the ways the various Rockefellers have used their lives. This is as good a one as I can imagine. Uh, you know, at least you uh, went to help someone else fish. That's a, that's a pretty high honor. In my 23 opinion. years old, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the way I'd originally gotten interested in the whole thing was uh, <laughs> I saw a TikTok that <laughs> one of the... He's back. Of course. Uh, one of the like stories is like 10 years later there was a national geographic crew running around that came back with a picture taken from like a great distance away and like they never tracked down the details or whatever but someone thought they saw him just like living amongst the tribes like wouldn't that be something if you're michael rockefeller and you're like i reject the modern world the, the true way of life is that's true. not the craziest thing i've ever heard he's uh he's real life jake Sully, dude who? The main character of Avatar. Oh, okay. We're doing that now. Taruk Mokto. Okay. It's just a pretty nuts story. That is a pretty nuts story. Um, and like I said, it's not the craziest thing I could ever imagine that somebody who grows up in like an extreme privileged situation says, I'm going the other way. It's so far the other way. It's it's as far the other way as you can go. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I mean, it's a very romantic idea to me, but I I don't kid myself. I couldn't do it. No, typically you're uh, Augustus Bush the fourth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> wrecking a car yeah. into a lake. Yeah, I could a, get drunk and kill some people. A lady by in the car or something like I that. I could do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that seems much more, uh, much more possible. Yeah. How are you doing with this whole bears situation? What does that even begin to mean? We've won the NFL. Every season is a race to control the draft. And here we are. I mean... Because you probably hated Kevin Warren, right? Uh, I don't like the USC and UCLA thing. But it doesn't mean like I maintain personal feel. I mean, like, I don't know. Does it matter? Like... Probably not. It's just funny to me as a guy who's like rejected the Big Ten for a long time as we're too cool for Big Ten school. Well, and he now, agrees. He's also too cool for the Big Ten. And I suppose you're right. Now he's with the Bears. 
Yeah, just like I, you know, I don't know any of the presidents of the other teams. I mean, I guess that Jerry's one of the Cowboys, but he's kind of got his own governance structure going on there. Uh, it feels like the GM's the one making picks and shit, right? Like he, you know, this guy's uh, Kevin Warren's going to be in the meetings about what are we going to set the concession prices at, and I don't really give a shit. Who's their GM now? Ryan Poles. Okay, that's confusing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ryan Pace. Ryan Given the Pace. Ryan Pace, Ryan Poles thing. Yeah, no, Ryan Poles. Okay. Known for being uh, one of the preeminent evaluators of linemen in the modern NFL. Is he? Yeah, I mean, he did all that for the Chiefs. You, you would say the Chiefs have been pretty good along the lines during his time there, wouldn't you Wouldn't you agree? I don't know when he started, but yeah, I mean, certainly if you're associated with them, you're associated um, with something positive. And... Uh, I think I think that's who it was. I could be wrong. I'm getting mixed up. Um, hey, can we talk about how you're still doing this board of adjustments thing? Mm-hmm. Like, because I don't know that we've really like provided much of a like honest accounting of your association with this. I mean, I don't mean to be secretive, but it's not like a good idea to like. If you care about uh, various fences being built of certain heights in the Dallas area, I do have some wild stories, but like it's not smart to like talk about public proceedings in a like pub in a, in a public setting that's not the proceeding. No, that's fair. I just uh, it's interesting to me that you still like feel engaged by it. I mean, it's like one day a month, and technically not even that for me. I'm an alternate. I'm not. I'm. I am. I'm an alternate on the the board of adjustment for the city of Dallas. For anyone that didn't know, but just like because sometimes when we're trying to plan the week, yeah, of podcasts yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. I, I, uh, you know, it, I never know. It depends on how things go. Like we start voting at one, so if everyone just kind of handles their business quickly, I could be free by four. But sometimes they don't. Um, and you wear a Hawaiian shirt sometimes, and everyone else is wearing suits. Pretty much every time. I don't have other things that I could wear. <laughs> Well, that's glorious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I I feel like it's unreasonable of them to ask me to wear something other than the nicest thing I own. It's a volunteer position. The idea that I would buy, like, suits are not cheap. Like, you want me to spend a couple hundred bucks on, like, and I mean, like, I, you know, I guess I was, on some level, I guess if they'd come to me and been like, this is embarrassing for us and for you. I can't believe you're doing this. But no one's ever said anything except for you. It's just you that has the hang up. And no, and I'm not even like criticizing or having a hang up. It's just <laughs> no, funny occasionally when I do see like the shot of the web stream <laughs> yeah. or the live stream and it's a bunch of dorks and you. Yeah, I mean, that one shot was like one of the more formal. I mean, that wasn't even like a meeting. Like we weren't deciding board matters we were just every, once a year we'll have a thing to just kind of like be like hey how's it going is there any changes anyone would like to see you know let's just talk about what ways to make this process better etc cetera, etc cetera. um and so that was in like the official council chambers the rest of the time it's like in a smaller more nondescript room uh the people who are talking to us like they're wearing nice enough clothes but it's not like they're all in suits some of them are like me i don't know it's fine I I like uh by I have a friend who's already on it and he kind of like was like you know you probably should dress like before I did any of them and I I 
Yeah, I hadn't even really thought about it. I, if if I if he hadn't said something, I probably just would have shown up to my first one wearing this Nike shorts and a Bears T-shirt uh, and Jays. But uh, you know, I I decided I would I will commit to wearing pants. Solid. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, but I'm just sure you know, all parcels of land in the city have a zoning on them that uh, have certain rules. But if you're like, well, this rule in my specific case. It's like really kind of fucking us up. Like, uh, you know, they try to like take every neighborhood and cut it up into like equal size plots of land. But, you know, the story of humanity is that nature doesn't really conform to our ideas of order. And so some of these plots of land will actually end up looking really weird. You know, just be an odd triangle kind of thing. And people will come and be like, yeah, yeah, I mean, these rules really sort of apply to like a rectangular piece of land, but mine's a triangle. And you're like, we should adjust that. Yeah. They're like, can we adjust it? And we you're say, like, yes well, or let's no. talk to the board about it. Yeah. Some people want like a higher fence than the city allows. We'll be like, all right, well, what's the case for it? No, so I just, on. I don't know. I was See, like about, already, I'm like, no, no, no. It is very about bo- saying my it, like, uh, you shouldn't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you off at the pass. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to get yourself in trouble. It was just interesting whenever you like texted me about it. And I'm like, yeah, he's not really involved in city politics anymore, but he does still go to this like random thing. Well, you know, we'll see. Election season's coming up. Can Might you get the chargers here? Not going to get the chargers here. Can you bet uh, something that you have absolutely no skin in that is donated, uh, like Tiff's treats? Boy, you think about fucking big boy tucking into cookies this morning. Speaking of. Just downing as many as you can. How about the weekend I had on social media? <laughs> oh, whatever. I bet it was fun. Was it fun? Um, It was a nice distraction. Um. But here's kind of the way that I like to do Twitter now is basically like don't really be involved 95% of the time Mm -hmm. and make sure that the 5% of time that I am involved that I just have like a huge can of gas. Just real high octane. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I actually saw some stories today um, on our local, you know, news websites that were like getting quotes from Patriot Mobile. Mm-hmm. Like regarding Grapevine's decision to uh, rescind the offer for a pizza party. Mm-hmm. And uh, which, frankly, Patriot's comments were incredible. It was uh, Grapevine police taking a knee on this one. Because mm. anytime you can kind of like just work the Kaepernick angle back in, yeah, that's pretty good, even if it has absolutely no bearing on the analogy at all. We have a cool, fresh movement that's not tired at all. And you can tell by the fact that we're referencing a thing that happened like six years ago. Six, seven years ago, yeah. And uh, Who cares? Yeah, the, you know, the weird part about it too was like uh, once people started to dig into it a little bit, actually, I think like the logistics and mechanics of it were that someone had purchased this pizza party at an, at an auction from Cane Rosso, I guess. Like they donated it. And then they donated that purchased auction item to the Grapevine police. So okay. like it was all very strange, right? Like Connie Rose was like, how do we get mixed up in this? Like we just donated like a gift card. Yeah, I would love to know what the like initial charity was too. Like 
Exactly. We uh, we wanted to help children's MS, and right. now and now the the grapevine police are having a the right wing cell phone company. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get over the concept. No, you, and you, I I understand it's a great business model. Like, it really uh, is. Matt Brunick was hopping in to explain, and I did understand uh, previously, but like you know his explanations are uh, uh, concise and correct. I mean, you know, it's it's. You know, just if you take anything. And honestly, dude, we should find something. We should do this. Like, it appears to be just a spigot of money. And I, I could use a money spigot of just take something. You know, like, just fucking, if you can make pillows politicized, like, you're going to have a bunch of money. It's right. There, you there can go a... from smoking crack to being a millionaire if you just convince people that your pillow is fucking supporting freedom and patriotism around the globe. Still the hardest I've ever laughed at that guy is uh, some rally that he was outside of. And somebody was like, this kind of reminds me of the 2000 election. And he's like, I wouldn't know. I was smoking crack at the time. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's hell like, yeah. I, I just want to remind you yeah. that uh, a mere two decades ago. That 20 year period was really a blur for me. Yeah. I don't recall that at all. Um, but but no, now you, I'm now I'm respectable and normal. I'm not <laughs> weird at all. Even though they, uh, they hem me up at... Uh, Fuck, it's not as funny if I can't remember the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Was it a Hardee's? <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel yeah, like it was yeah. a Hardee's. Yeah, but they did, like, I, I don't think it happened. Like, the whole thing was fabricated? Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. People were looking in, checking details. No Hardee's locations in, like, that state. It's Minnesota, right? Where he resides? Uh-huh. I'm not actually sure. Like, they were, like, talking to all the heads of Hardee's. They were like... No stores reported to us that they had any issues. Which certainly raises the question of why, if you were going to fabricate a story about when you got raided and your cell phone got taken, you would land on Hardee's. Well, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's plausible. <laughs> People look at me and think I probably was at a Hardee's. I mean, I was. What, yeah. <laughs> I um, did eat dinner at a Hardee's last night. No, yeah. No, my point that on- That part's true. My point on the, the cell phone company all along has been that you know, what they're doing is really not that different from what like these major companies do in that. Well, obviously, like the tactics are a little bit different, but like AT&T donates tons of money to political candidates, right? Mm -hmm. Without advertising themselves as being like politically affiliated. Yeah. They just Dark donate money. money. Exactly. Yeah. So the only thing that makes Patriot Mobile different is that they're way more effective by being a more localized, targeted campaign. And that they advertise themselves as like, hey, when you pay us some of your money, it's going to go to school board elections. But it's still, you just look at their website and you cannot help but laugh. Yeah, if I was and, on and your- And uh... every news story that just says, Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's too good. I just, I, I, it really short circuits me. I how could it not? I don't understand how a, like, you know, it's kind of been the family business, cellular networks. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> Going back to old grandpappy. Yeah, he's kind of steeped in it. Yeah. If you look at the names on those patents, you'll find a Thomas W. Fleming in there a couple times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so having the deep understanding that I do of cellular networks, I just don't understand how the computers could love or not love freedom. They seem agnostic on really all political questions. Yeah, until they're not, right? And I mean, it's not like they even like have the tower. It's just they rent 
the tower. Of course. Like they rent space on the on the network. There's a lot like it's like Boost Mobile is like They're that. an ad there's, company. There's no Boost Mobile towers anywhere. Right. Like all the towers are fucking Verizon or AT&T. I think that's it. Uh I think you're correct. And so, you know, just then they'd sell space to other people if, you know, for whatever unused things they're going on and you can buy a little bit of that and transfer some of your data through AT&T Verizon's towers. And, uh, you know, it's like, like I said, like boost is doing that. And like boost's idea is like, we'll sell this cheap and like market it to a, uh, you know, lower income segment of the population. And, uh, Patriot mobiles, like we'll provide that exact same service, but we'll charge a lot more. And then we'll just tell these idiots that we think they're right about the fucking president. And then we'll cash out. Yeah. And it's working out great for him, I would expect. I don't I don't know of a time that a plan like that has failed. So, um, you know, uh, betting on the idiocy of a certain segment of the population is, uh, is just a good financial bet. I think they're like 11 for 11 on candidates. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. And people sending me pictures of their CPAC uh, booth was hilarious. It's like Rambo Trump. That's great. Yeah, he's got like That's the great. headband on. He's all ripped. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it really. Other yeah, than yeah, I mean, I I don't. If I the was South only Lake Carol play by play guy, got mad at me about it. Yeah, he's my favorite one. That as, was as I said, he was my favorite. That one. was pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> he, he just seems to be a peach in general. Yeah. Um, and you know, to his point that uh, you, you can't criticize these people without lunch. I'll go to lunch with him or anyone else. I love. I saw shit. you post that. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I, I want you to up. report back to me on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and in fact, the I ball's in their court. The pizza might be free. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you've you've uh, you've got a head start already on that one. I just like exchanging ideas. Um, but uh, I don't know if I was on the communications team for composing the tweet. Just yeah, I I guess if your point was like only to uh to rile up, then uh you, I guess you did select for maximum impact. But uh, you talking just, about me or for Grapevine? For you? For me? Okay. Uh, just you you said that they were a white supremacist, which like I think that I that if they say what's in their hearts, you might you might find some dicey stuff. But it's a hard case to really like you know prove out all the way uh and it, that that seemed like in the people that were hopping into me sure that just wanted to argue with me with you but weren't even tweeting you or just tweeting me uh they that's all they wanted to argue with is is that the conflation of uh conservative and white supremacist that while there are some ties you know they they're really struggling against the the notion that uh, is is a one to one kind of thing. Yeah, and and perhaps that was that was heavy handed on my part, but I would say that um, as we've talked about for many years doing this podcast, there was a time where <laughs> the notion of being politically conservative was not so entirely conflated with race and with racially regressive views. There was a time where it was kind of more. I don't know. It was there a was soft just a, association. There was but. a time whenever your political party just didn't say that much about you. Like uh, the thing that's always interesting to me is they'll they'll do like polling and we'll ask like in the course of the poll uh, what your political affiliation is. And so they can see like uh, in just the, the way it'll track to like uh, Oscar voters. Or like like your Oscar right. preferences, yeah. Like that that it used to be that if you were a Republican, in, like in the '90s, and uh, you know, like uh, they they asked you, like you know, did you think this movie was good? 
uh, that if it were like a, uh, you know, move that like if it was, you know, 12 years a slave is like the canonical recent example of people being like, no, that movie's bad when like it just because you, you are, you voted for Trump. So you think the movie's bad. Uh, that's like a new phenomenon, but I, I don't know the racial like views of the part. I mean, like, you know, uh, that's all like 60s stuff, you know, like passage of civil rights act. That's true. But, but for more recent times, I would just say that I, I think if you believe that, you know, when it comes to certain types of education, that they, that, that certain lessons should be banned, which then erases empathy I would say at a minimum that you are uh, at least helping to maintain, again, racially regressive views. Maybe white supremacy is a heavy-handed term, but I would say that you are trying to uphold a sort of white ruling class by making sure that people do not question said white ruling class. Yeah, I mean, the whole Southlake thing in the schools of- That felt like white supremacy to me. Yeah, I mean, the, the genesis of it is that, you know, Black students and, and all students had to hear their classmates using racial slurs. And were like, boy, that makes me uncomfortable. I wish we could do something to stop it. And then some people were like, you know what? We should try to stop it. And then this entire thing is just all the people who were like, fuck you. Yeah, Stopping maybe. it's a terrible idea. You're fucking way out of here with your attempts to stop it. So then what's we the need word to do for is it? to not change anything. Yeah, no, I know. But just like, you know, I mean, if, if you, your point is we're going to campaign their website, on making people feel less than because of their race, that is a level of supremacy that is being upheld. Or just, you know, whenever they say that they should feel less, that they do feel less than as a result of the actions, that we should not take those complaints seriously. That any kind of attempt to ch change based upon those complaints uh, should be rejected. I just, my point about the company is like, you know, that that's like if you're really digging down the history. Like I said, I didn't think it's impossible for you to make a case. I'm just saying that if you just like uh, pull up their website as I did, I I would, I don't know. It's not on the website if that's your point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But there is stuff on the website that's like nuts. <laughs> yes. Like if you just like point to the like things the fact on, that it if exists. you keep it, yeah, yeah. It's just like the branding on the website is like fucking crazy. Uh, it like, uh, I, I don't know what your accounting of this whole thing is, but I, I'm putting this down in a, a little logbook I keep of uh Times TC Royal Jacob, and then it became into like a big public deal. It's not the first time it's happened. Yeah, a hundred percent of your uh, work suspensions, I'm going to claim as uh, being the one to uh, lay out all the, the lighter fluid, hand you a book of matches, and be like, "You can throw it over there." It's unfortunately <laughs> totally true. And uh, yeah, I, I I sent you the article about the grapevine thing. Uh, to, our, to our little group chat uh, a short time before this popped up. Yeah, so I don't know I'm, if you'd seen it before then. It no, was going around. And I'm waking up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning every day <laughs> until last night with my nurse. I'm waking up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm tired. I'm pissed off. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what? Looking at your phone and, oh, look what TC said. <laughs> Something designed to enrage me. Yeah. <laughs> and lo and behold, I'm enraged. <laughs> <laughs> i just i i take great pleasure in being the uh the puppet master because you were enraged and then thousands were enraged at you yeah no not you and i was controlling all of their days <laughs> by by treating me He's like working. a marionette I'm, I'm the fucking soros of the dfw area dude. that's right where's my check uh did you see the uh the rogan soros clip no <laughs> it's great 
He's like, uh, dude, you know, I don't even know who his guest is, but it, the guest seems like a shithead, but I, I don't know. He doesn't really talk that much. I'm, I'm willing to keep an open mind about the guest. Um, but uh, he's like, do you see about this Soros guy? Uh, and I'm like, oh, no, who's who's in Joe's ear about Soros telling him how this works? And it's not actually how it works. And then he immediately says, the governor of Texas told me. I'm like, oh, oh come on. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he gave a real reasonable Joseph. accounting of the guy who's fucking funding his opposition. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about George Soros. Uh, that, that one Alex Jones interview certainly gives me pause. Uh, the clip that he was playing. It was from like 60 Minutes or some shit. Like that was like the Kanye yeah, 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 yeah. In the Kanye thing, he, yeah. like in the breaks, they were playing damning Soros interviews. The most insane like, video compilations you've ever seen in your life. I'd like to hear him explain what he really meant there because what he's saying sounds – I'm nervous about it. Uh, but I don't know, dude. I just think that he's a, a guy that probably, you know, like uh, has a lot of money, agrees in general with like a, a, a pretty common part of the political spectrum and – Paid me to go to the airport. Put some money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was huge. Put some money towards that. Um, but yeah, no, Joe Joe is saying uh, all kinds of stuff that, uh, you know, I'm sure that Joe wasn't being anti-Semitic. I'm sure of that. But he was saying the exact things, things that anti-Semites have said throughout history. That's tough. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I would hope that any of us at that time would take a step back. The real key with Joe is you really can't listen to him talking to anyone but comedians. If the only thing you heard was his episodes with comedians, I think that you'd have the, I mean, you would have the opinion about Joe Rogan that you had about him 10 years ago. Right. Like we all knew who he was then. No one thought he was bringing about the end of society. Sort then. of an interesting, quirky, funny, possibly ill-informed guy. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. There's lots of those out there. Hello. Fun Uncle Joe. Although I'm not really funny, but yeah. Well, not yet. Not yet. I'm still working on it. I got my notes page. Yeah, good. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.